Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, back to more Tech 5 Radio. Brought to you by the generous support of the Allegheny County Airport Authority at flypittsburgh.com. Apogee IT Services at apogeeitservices.com. Compunetics at compunetics.com. Plus Consulting at plusconsulting.com. PNC Bank at pnc.com. PTC Corporate Coverage Group at pghtech.org. And SDLC Partners at sdlcpartners.com. Here are your hosts, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Audrey Russo and Jonathan Kirstein. Welcome back, everybody. It's absolutely positively true. You are listening to Tech Live Radio. So glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you for taking the time to learn all about the great stuff happening in Pittsburgh's tech sector. This is Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Russo. Audrey, because of the They just rolled right in here. They rolled right in here. And we have Jason McKenna of RoboMatter. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Hey, Wonderful Jason. to be here. Great. And with Dr. Dan Castagna, Superintendent, West Mifflin Schools. That's correct. Yeah. And we're, we're going to call you Dr. That sounds good. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> University of Pittsburgh will appreciate that. Yeah. So, I'm sure they will. So how do you two work together or even know each other? So uh, as you know, RoboMatter, we create uh, STEM education solutions for yes. our children all over the world. Uh, the, how Dr. Castag and I came to work together was that we wanted essentially someplace to uh, test and validate our computer science curriculum. And what really intrigued us about Dr. Castagna and Wes Mifflin was that he had a commitment in his school uh, to not just bring computer science education to uh, a small segment of the school population, but essentially to everyone. Absolutely. And that was really intriguing for us because that fit what we were trying to do with our curriculum. Exactly. Uh, So oftentimes you'll see curriculum that's just for high school students, or maybe you'll see uh, computer science or STEM curriculum that's for uh, the honor students or things of that nature. Uh, Dr. Castagna's vision at West Mifflin was to try to bring STEM education and computer science education to all students across elementary school, like yes, yeah. middle school, and high school. And that's what we were trying to build with the curriculum. Right. So it was just a real natural fit. Along and I, and I tell you what, I'm fired up to have you guys on the show today because I think it was about a year ago we had we had RoboMatter on the show Correct. talking about that you were just going to be starting this, this, this engagement with West Mifflin schools. So yeah. now we have some fun things to talk about, how it's gone and where it's headed. Yeah, and, and, so, and, and the interesting thing about that is at the time, um, you know, uh, and that's why it, it's so great that Dr. Stagner at the time, there were questions around, you know, well, how do you, you know, prepare teachers that don't have a background in computer science? Right, exactly. And, and they can be intimidated by that. Exactly. Too. And how do you, you know, how do you, what, how do you kind of fit this into your school day with, you know, all the kind of... Uh, you know, high stakes testing and things of that nature. And um, and what we've been able to do at West Mifflin is have a very successful implementation. And, and along those lines, you know, what we want to do from a curriculum development standpoint is make sure that we're meeting the needs of the students. For sure. But also making make sure we meet the needs of the teachers. Uh, oh. Do they feel confident to be able to do that? Right. Uh, meeting the needs of the administrators and also meeting the needs of the parents. And that's what we were, we were trying to do. So how's it going over in West Mifflin? What's your view? Tell us, Dr. Castagna. We want to know. Yeah, <laughs> it's been going we want to know. Extremely well. 
Um, and it really served two purposes. Number one, um, we wanted to offer STEM curriculum, and we wanted to find a package like um, Mr. McKenna spoke to that fit the needs of all of our students and not just a small group or a small segment of our mm-hmm. population, but on a, on a, another level that we really kind of didn't even plan for is there's always this talk around the achievement gap and closing the achievement gap. And we've always had this belief that you can't close that achievement gap if you don't close the access gap. Ah. Uh, and so students that are right. transient or maybe came in that didn't have a certain background or prerequisites weren't able to get into the STEM curriculum courses. This program allows us everyone to be exposed to it. So we are seeing students excel that in other scenarios wouldn't even have been exposed to this curriculum. So um, to say it's going extremely well, I mean that um, we are seeing students have success in this area that aren't even having success in other regular really? cool Which is great. Wow. That's, so what I, that's another piece that I'm really fascinated by. They're getting excited about it. Exactly. And, and, they're, and, they're being successful at something, and like, success begets right. success then, that's right? right? So you're learning about this kind of kinesthetic kind of learning that is so important across all academia. That's the thing that I'm really interested in. Yeah, so that's an interesting point. Um, What we want to do with our curriculum, you know, really twofold. A, we don't want to create a curriculum for students to grow up and create this, you know, army of software engineers, right? But wouldn't that Uh, be fun to have an army of software engineers? Potentially, yeah. Uh, I work with with software engineers. That's a little bit of a a scarier proposition. Yeah, to have an an army. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. One after uh, another after another. But maybe not the Marines. Correct, correct. Not not the the, the first one. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we want to make a curriculum that appeals to everyone. So, you know, that student that maybe, you know, maybe they do want to create their own technology. They want to create an app, whatever that may be. Or maybe they want to be the next, write the next great American novel. Uh, what we want to do is we want to show students that uh, solving unstructured problems, working collaboratively, um, being able to um, uh, iterate and problem solve, doing those types of things is applicable to whatever endeavor, whatever those things that you want to be able to do. But secondary, along your point that you just brought up about um, giving all students an opportunity to really kind of dig right. into this stuff hands-on. Um, you want to make, make sure that you create a curriculum, kind of what we talk about in the office, that has a very low barrier of entry and also has very wide walls, right? So students that don't necessarily come in with a large um, uh, supply of background knowledge. You mean they don't know how to code? They, well, not, not, not only necessarily around coding, but also necessarily around uh, collaboration, okay. around problem right. solving, around all those types of things. How do we how do we how do we scaffold it in a way that really? And you brought up a great point. You talk about success success begets success. Students like to problem solve if they think they can be successful with it, oh, and so sure. do adults. Right? Adults. I mean, honestly, I remember back in the fifth grade, and this is back in 1982. They were teaching us to program in BASIC. Yeah, I remember being successful doing a couple of things. You got so excited about it, you wanted to do more and more and more. Like, exactly, exactly. So, so keeping that in mind as you're designing the curriculum, but you see what happened to me now. Just trying to say, well, you're proving my point, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I talked about, you know. It's so, been yeah. all it's been all downhill since the sixth grade. Yeah, exactly. And then you know the the the, the key thing about that then also um, when we talk about you know success creating success is is also how that translates to the teachers, right? But that's um, the thing that I'm also interested in is yeah. how are the teachers because very often it's intimidating and then you're asking them to do things on top of the things that they're being required to do and that they're being measured against so i'm curious to how the teachers have embraced this well i think that's another you know credit that goes to the company rubble matter who came in and did all the trainings with my staff i obviously didn't feel comfortable enough to go in there and tell them what our expectations could be for something as detailed as this so you really rely on the professionals that are credible sources to know the research right. and the background that of the training sense. 
So in all public schools will tell you, we're trying to do more with less. And so we couldn't go hire computer science teachers. We had to find a company that could come in and work with our teachers. The initial training's only one phase of this. The real questions come two, three, four weeks after they start an implementation and have their hands in it and uh, how to overcome problems. And that's where they've done a great job working with our staff, not only being there to answer the call, answer emails, but actually being on site. Yeah, no doubt. Walking through, there, walking through it. Space right. So I, we couldn't have done it or had a success we had without the way, uh, the way they handle their professional development. That is so interesting. So it's and been, so what have you learned? Doctor. Well, I've learned uh, a couple things. Number one, you know, you really have to take some time and research um, and get to know companies and interview companies. It's so everyone's trying to offer you these boxed STEM yeah, curriculums. That exactly. Every, you know, plug this in and it's going to work, right? And, and of course, you know, we're a school in Allegheny County, trying to look around us and saying the first question: What schools are you in? To somebody, for sure. And that gets you in the door quicker than anything else. Um, so we really spent some time with this and and having uh, the conversations with with. Mr. McKenna and his company in RoboMatter, we saw how they were different and where they were different and how they were trying to go on a global scale and working with these other countries. And so they really intrigued us. Um, but the other layer is just their understanding of education, their understanding of students and teachers. They knew some of the roadblocks that I was going to face when I had to walk into a staff and say, OK, you're going to teach this next year and you have no background in this and you need to learn this. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's not something that's tested on a PSSA, so it's not something where we're going to give you 90 minutes a day to do. We've got to figure out how to right, work right, this right. out. Yeah, yeah. We're going to embed this throughout your day. That's exactly right, and that's um, what they helped us to understand and do, and, and Jason's background in education, he knew what those um, roadblocks were going to be coming from so the So you staff. were able to relate to that, so to understand. Uh, correct. I, w- I was a teacher for 20 years. Uh, River Matters founder uh, was a teacher uh, for 30 years, so... Um, you know, everything we do, we try to do through the prism of a teacher. Uh, one of the, you know, our, our, our research slash certification arm is, is Carnegie Mellon Robotics Academy. And one of the first studies they did uh, was around implementation of a curriculum. And, you know, what they found was is that teachers did not feel comfortable uh, with the curriculum, they, they would not do it, right? So that's the big thing. They have they have to be exactly into it and, and, exactly. Yeah. So you could you could have you know you could have the most research based curriculum in the world. You could have extension activities in your curriculum. You can have all these enrichment activities in your curriculum. If a teacher doesn't feel prepared and comfortable in doing it, they're not going to do any of it. So so really, we were talking before about that first barrier of entry. Really, it's teacher buy in. Um, a teacher knows, this gets to Dr. Castagna's point about my experience in education, a teacher knows that if something goes wrong in their room, the only person that can fix it is them. Mm, so when right. you introduce something to a teacher, they're not going to look at it and be, oh, wow, that's great. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. Immediately, their thought process is going to be like, what what could potentially go wrong? Because yeah. if something does go that's wrong- so I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, if something does go wrong, sense. they have to fix it. It's, it's the whole, you broke it, you bought it thing. They have to fix it. They got to start tap dancing around exactly. it if it doesn't work. After, after you get through that, then they understand the value. So you have to be able to address that first and then get to the value proposition. Wow. So we got about a minute or so How left. long have you been doing yeah. this in the school? Uh, West Mifflin, we did a, an original rollout in the spring of 2015. Then we went full school, full school implementation with this past school year. And right. so, if people want to know more about Robo Matters, uh, you can go to our website www.robomatter.com. Uh, you can see all about our curriculum solutions there. We have blog posts there. You can uh, follow us on social media. Powerful stuff, man. Yeah. And so, what about at West Mifflin? Yeah, if people want to talk to you. 
Uh, we will welcome all visitors, and we want to advertise everything that we're doing in our district at all times. We have an open community night February 23rd. That's great. We, uh, it's, it's, we and it'll to, be located where? It's at our West Memphis Middle School. Great. It's uh, 90 Camp Hollow Road. Um, and I tell you the truth, it's uh, it's been a great event, very well attended, and we offer we actually open up our school buildings to anybody in the surrounding communities who just want to come and visit. And check it out. And oh, check that's it out. cool. So that's, that's great. So well, awesome, thanks man. both of you for demonstrating your collaboration. Yeah. And for sharing with us the work that you're doing. Thank you for having us. That's what's making Pittsburgh much. and this whole region so cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. These types of collaborations. That's why we do Tech Vibe Radio every single Friday night to put a spotlight on stuff just like this, Audrey. I'm stoked, all the way around. But guess what? We're out of time. We got to go. But next week, we got more Tech Vibe Radio right in front of you. In the meantime, mosey on over to pghtech.org. Over there, you can learn about companies like RoboMatter and all the great work that they're doing. They're our members. They make us tick. Go to pghtech.org. Have an awesome weekend. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. The preceding has been paid for by the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Information on the program was intended solely to further the public's general knowledge about the product. Opinions expressed should not be relied upon for any purpose by any member of the audience.